throughout today, you'll hear me constantly going back to, you'll hear me have these little conversations out loud with myself. And, and, and what that's about is me telling you why I think people are not um, using this material to its fullest. And the reason I know that people are not using this material is because we get complaints where people will say things like, you know, the massage today was terrible, um, they didn't, you know, they did the wrong pressure, they didn't even ask about pressure throughout the entire massage, and, and, and I'm thinking, how can anybody be here at OK but not ask about pressure? That's just, now that's very common. You understand, that's common out there in the industry. Do you realize that of, of all the, I get several sessions a week with people, and it's rare to have, the, 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 the best, half the people never even ask me about pressure. The other half says, pressure OK? Today, as we go along, I'm going to constantly be referring back to things that maybe you guys aren't using it because of this. Maybe you're not using it because of this. So one of the things I want to start out with one of those little conversations, maybe as we talk about things today, we might spend 20 minutes on, on, on some specific topic, pressure, or how do you allocate time, or how you, 20 minutes talking about this issue, when in reality, how it manifests to you with the customer is four seconds. It's a four second process. So please, as we get into the nitty gritty details of how you allocate time and how you decide if something's therapeutic or not and all these different things, don't be, don't having these, don't be having these conversations in your mind like, I don't have time for that stuff. I don't have time for that stuff. I know how much time you have. And I would never recommend something that you wouldn't have time for that would mess up your interaction. Understand that when it comes down to it, you can do all these techniques. Some of the times I'm going to say, this is better handled when, when you actually have them on the table. They will give you, a, you have a license a minute or two into the session to, to clarify a few things. So some of these things you should be doing when they're on the table, not, not in your interaction with them right off the bat. Okay, so, and and we'll, we'll be making distinctions about what those things are and what they aren't. So my, my first point is, as we talk about this stuff, don't let the nitty-gritty and the length of time it takes to talk about the issue keep you from, from embracing the concept, because we, in reality, you'll be able to do it very quickly. And my note says it takes a long time to talk about it, very quick to do it, okay? This material I'm sharing with you is a best, is what I, it comes from two different sources primarily. It comes from, well, what I consider to be best practices, meaning I've seen therapists that were really, really successful in developing really solid practices with people, book two, three, four weeks out in advance. I've seen how they interact with people and what they do and what their practices are. So I've seen those over the years, and then I've, I've been on their table and, and, and felt how they deal with me, heard how they talk to me, saw how they interacted with me, saw how they interacted with their clients, and then I'm sharing those with you. So I'm sharing with you best practices that I've seen people be very successful with. Okay, that's the first place this material comes from. The second place this material comes from, it comes from our clients' reports back to us. Our clients tell us about their experience with the therapist, and we hear these things over and over and over again. And so then we come back to you and say, you know what, the, here is a hierarchy of complaints that we get from our customers. Here's a list of things. The most frequent are here, the less frequent are here. Here's how you avoid this one. So we've cataloged all these, these things into, into some very distinct 
categories, and then we're going to help you with each one of those. I just want to address the feedback issue. I know we've talked about this. I know a lot of you guys have seen it, but I just want to tell you guys in numbers. Um, Every single person, we have about 60% of our total database's email addresses and about 90% of the ones that are coming in each day. Every single client gets emailed a two-question survey. We get between 20 and 50 responses every day of feedback. We get a lot of feedback. It's not, it's not, we're not hearing from everybody. But we're hearing from a lot of your clients, a lot. Most of it is great, but we do get a fair amount of constructive criticism. And my, my purpose for, for all of this is for you to stand out from the crowd. That's my purpose. That's what I want for you. I want you to stand heads and shoulders above all the other therapists throughout this. So when somebody gets on your table, their experience is just a totally different experience than what they've had in the past. And if you guys will embrace the stuff that I'm showing you, when you couple you know, this communication stuff with our technical, the technical stuff that really takes you to a different level from a technical standpoint, you have the technical capacity to stand out, and then you have the communication capacity to stand out as well. Okay, so there's, we really divide this material up into three categories, or our educational process into three categories. Technical, communication, and client management, meaning how you present it and get them engaged in things. And another reason I think sometimes people miss some of the information that I have for them is that they think, as I'm sharing this with them, they're thinking about well, that doesn't apply to my clients. That doesn't apply to my clients. That doesn't apply to my clients. And you're thinking about your regular clients, okay? Please, don't think about your regular clients. This is not about, this discussion today is not about your regular clients. Your regular clients love you are coming back to you because they love what you do. Keep doing it. Everything's good. If you chat with them all day long, you, the whole all session long, you just and they they keep coming back. Keep talking to them. Okay, that's good. But I'm going to tell you for the for the average new client, don't talk. Okay, until you learn otherwise. Ninety percent of the people that come in don't want to talk during the, their session. So don't be thinking about. You might say, I'm going to tell you, we're going to, today we'll probably get to stretching. I'm going to say, be careful with stretching. You're going to think, wait a minute, I stretch all my clients, they all love it. Fine, keep stretching those people. But the next, the next new person that comes in, handle stretching this way, okay? So don't think about your regulars. This, is, this discussion is about new clients. It's about how to hit a home run with a new client so that they become a regular for you. Well, that's what this discussion is about. It's about new clientele. The other thing is don't think of the exceptions. Don't think of the exceptions to everything I'm going to say. We all have a BS filter. All day long, we got to filter out BS. A lot of BS comes at us, okay? A lot of crap is coming our way. We've, as humans, we've got to have a filter for that. Lots of information is coming your way. You have to be able to filter through the crap and then take in the things that matter to you. What I'd like you to do, if you can, 
I think this may be why people don't embrace and do the stuff that I ask them to do in this area. Because they've got their BS filter up, and I'm not able to break through, for the most part, through that BS filter. They, it's just part of the more BS that they're giving you. If you could do me a favor and try to drop your BS filter for this two hours, you could put it back up after the class. How would it be if you could just, from this moment on, until we say, okay, guys, thanks for coming today. Between those two times, what would happen if you could just assume that I was giving you accurate information, and that if you did it, it would benefit you, and you didn't have to filter it? What would that be like? Okay, I'm asking you for that. I'm asking you to give me the benefit of the doubt and to just go out and do this stuff. A little thing that we teach in our clinical classes, we say, learn, try, adapt. In our clinical classes, everybody wants to hear us show something, and then they want to immediately go to an adaptation of that to do what they're already doing. Well, when I do the neck like this, and I do it like this, Okay, fine. Well, why, you know, what good does it do to have you in class if you're just going to do what you're already doing? You're not going to learn anything new. I'd like you in class today to learn it. Try it like I'm showing it to you. Actually, go out and try it with your clients like this. And I know it feels uncomfortable, but keep trying it until it doesn't feel uncomfortable and see if you can't make this work. And then, after you've tried it, adapt it to your own. Maybe the way that you're doing it really is much better for you and your body. That, I'm okay with that. I understand that. But don't immediately adapt it, because then you've... So I'm asking you the same thing today. Try to do exactly... Because so much of today is going to be about... We're going to get to it, but I'll just... I'm going to give you very specific things to say to try to get the most accurate information. And try it that way. Don't immediately... I have this happen all the time. I, I tell people how to ask about pressure, and then I get on the table and I go, um, do you need more or less? They have all these variations of my recommendations, none of which, in my opinion, are as good as my original recommendation. So they just, they just think that they can just somehow ask in, in, in a multitude of ways and get the same level of, of accurate information back. You can't. Try to let your BS meter down. My basic premise for this class, the starting point for all learning in this class for you being willing to try some of the things that I'm recommending, the foundational point that if you, if you don't buy into this, if your BS meter filters this out, go, that's crap, is that therapists don't get feedback. Can't ask you for a show of hands of how many of you agree with me on that because that wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gain any information in other words. Does anybody want to comment on that? I have something that happened yesterday okay. actually. I had a client call, make an appointment. I actually spoke to her when she made the appointment. It was yesterday. And she made an appointment. There was an availability. She kind of told me what she was looking for. I put her with a specific therapist. I also happened to be on the outside. She was the one that came to me when I was checking her out. She left a $20 tip. I said, how was everything? She said it was great. I got my email this morning. She said it was terrible. She's like, I'll be back, but not with that therapist. It was terrible. I hated every minute of it. And I checked her out. She looked me in the eyes and said it was great, left this therapist a huge tip, walked out, and I was like, we got one. Awesome. You know, we really nailed it. That just happened this morning. I just looked. It's the one complaint we got today. And it said, I love O'Kaven, hated that session. And it, See, it's that's, shocking. That's why. 
it's such a challenge for therapists because they think they're getting feedback. Oh, she gave me a twenty dollar tip. Yes, she loved me. They, they that's they think they're getting feedback, but they're not. But the point is that if you accept what people say when they leave you as the valid truth, then you're missing the boat because they won't give you the honest feedback. That's all that needs to be taken from this. And so it's important for you to know when people do leave or they come and they make these and they make these complaints, what are the areas that they're complaining about so that you can address these if possible in advance. The, the most common complaint is pressure. So I'm, we're going to give you air, things to, we're going to give you tools to, handle, to be able to ask about pressure accurately. So that's, that's, that's what you need to, to understand about what I'm, t when I say people don't get feedback, I don't want you to, to say, well, everybody's nice to me, I don't need to listen to what he's going to say next. What's your feedback? If they come your back. feedback, if you're in private practice, your feedback, your, your honest feedback, not what they say to you at the time, but your honest, real feedback is, your private practice is your phone ringing. That's your feedback. Okay, you're, you're doing it right. If your phone's ringing, you, if your phone's not ringing, something's not right, quite right. In this business, the feedback, the real feedback is, is the phone ringing for you, your requester. I think it's useful just for me to go down through a couple of reasons why we don't get, why, what is that phenomenon that doesn't allow us to get immediate feedback? Why won't people just tell us immediately what, what and I've gone through it, you've heard it all before, but let me just, just review it real quick. Um, clients are not experts. They don't feel qualified many times to give you feedback on what you're doing. They're going to lie there, take what you're doing, and decide whether they like it or not, but they don't feel qualified to say, you should have this, 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 and this. Clients do not want to be negative in general. And here's what I would point to that to, to, to verify that. We do about 2,500 massages a week between the two locations. We get about two complaints per week. We get about one complaint per thousand sessions that we do. I don't believe that, that of those thousand people, there was only one person that wasn't fully satisfied, but that's all the complaints we got. People in general don't want to complain. That's, just, that's one of the reasons we don't get it. Um, one of the reasons we don't get accurate feedback and this is, is because we ask rhetorical questions. What's a rhetorical question? You already know the answer. It's a question that I'm really not, that they really don't want to know the answer to. Rachel, how are you today? Fine, thank you. Okay, Rachel's dog just died. She's not really fine. Let's just say, okay, let's just say it's time's up. Let's just say time's up for the end of our, end of our meeting today. And you, and you guys, and I say, so would you, so how'd you, like, how'd you like the program today? Would you like my, would you like my talk? What do you think? Did you think it was okay? It's great, so thank sorry. you. <laughs> did, did you like the, the, the class today? I didn't. <laughs> what kind of feedback am I going to get from those people? about my class. See what I'm saying? I'm not going to get accurate feedback, am I? They're going to give you the answer they think you want to hear. They're going to be nice. See, we live in a world of, how are you today? How are you today? How are you? We don't want to really hear the answer. It's a pleasantry. People, that's the world we're all living in. When you say, how's the pressure? People, it's fine. It's fine. You don't want to answer that. So we're living in, you know, it's a rhetorical, we're asking rhetorical questions. We've got to stop doing that. 
we've got to ask real questions and really want to hear the answer to it. When someone, when someone, they appreciate that. Those are the two things. That they appreciate your intent. If you do something with a, with a good intent, they recognize that and they acknowledge that. And say thank you. It's very nice. Here's a tip. Off and away. I'll never go back to them again. The intent was good. I'm not going to go negative on you. The other, the other one is that um, when someone does something nice for you and the touch done properly is very nice. Again, doesn't feel right to to give negative stuff. So you're in a world where. You're like the person that fixes dinner for her friends and that sits everybody down and says, how was everything? And everybody's going, oh, it's really great. You're great. You're nice. You did something nice for them. They're going to be nice back to you. If you want real feedback, you've got to change the way you ask questions. Okay? That's the foundation of what everything I have. You have to get that. You have to get that really deep down because if you don't get that, you're not going to do all the stuff that I'm asking you to do because you're not going to see a reason for it. So that's important, an important foundational issue. And then to say it a slightly different way, our enemy, trying to get better and trying to really meet the needs of our clients, our enemy is inaccurate feedback. This pressure good for you? If they tell us something, our enemy is then not telling us what they wanted. The hierarchy of complaints, pressure, location, allocation of time, and style. And this is not in the correct order, all of you know that style trumps everything, right? But I want, I want you to know that the average client is looking for leadership when they come to you. What I mean by that is they're looking for you to help them solve issues and problems they have. I think a lot of our, I don't know what the percentage would be, maybe like a 60-40, 70-30, meaning 70% of the people that come in actually have an issue, a problem. If it's nothing more than their, their back's a little tight or they feel a little stressed or something, that, that they're coming in to help. So keep in mind, think of your role as helping people to solve problems, and they're looking for leadership. So be willing to, to, to give them leadership in that area. And what I mean by that is, that is that if you just do the massage and don't say a single word throughout the session, and then you say, OK, we're all done. Go ahead and get up off the table. I'll meet you out front. And you give them their water. Say, enjoyed meeting you today. Hope you come back and see me. There was no leadership there. There was no leadership. You see what I'm saying? Leadership In leadership, you would help identify issues and problems, and you would make recommendations to them about, about what, what it is that they need. Okay? So that's just a, just a thought. Just see your clients as someone who needs leadership. So in the 30%, you don't have an issue. Mm -hmm. That's what I struggle with leadership there. Like, how do I... And I recently read a, um, an article that was talking about client management. It was like, you know, if you work in a setting like this, take, take, your, take that client up front right, and... Right you know, introduce them to the person that's going to be checking them out. Like, like that's at least something to kind of, but when I, when I, I work on somebody who just came in to relax, I didn't find anything during massage, and they're leaving, and I'm like, here's some water. I always struggle for like, yeah. what is that, what is the extra Doesn't step I Doesn't everybody need massage, even if it's on a one month, one time a month? management type deal? Like, doesn't, you know, could everybody benefit from Let me just say, what, keep your thought of that. I, I just want to say that I also would have that happen in chiropractic. People would come in and say, I'd say, is there an issue there? They'd say, no, I just like to be adjusted. I would just adjust them and set, and then I had nothing for them, you know? And so I think it's okay. That, that's my initial response, is that it's okay to just provide a service for somebody, but just be looking for those folks who, who a lot of folks are looking for leadership. And I think it's just sad if we don't provide it when they're, when they're looking. Okay. I just loved how at Massage Envy, um, along with their paperwork, we had the little sh um, the little sheet that we gave them that had the recommendation of how many times 
to come in like per month or per week or whatever. So separate from the actual sheet that they're turning in that where we write on there the suggestion which, you know, you know if you could that. jot down when you get a break in the action sometime, if you could just jot down on a piece of paper the general idea behind that. I'd love to see something like yeah, that. Yeah, just like a post-it note size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So just that's just a something for leadership. I think that's important. Just just keep it aware that there's 70% or so of the folks coming in could use some leadership. Be willing to provide that for them. Another another bullet point here is build rapport with people first. Part of the, part of the part of the um, part of the complaints that we get with folks, it has to do with they tried to go somewhere with the person before they built rapport with them. They tried to take them too far in a direction that didn't really want to go too fast. Be willing, be patient in other words. That's something that massage therapists in general don't have, it's not, in gen, as, a, as a group, they're not, they're not a real patient population. Meaning, they typically want to fix everybody in like one visit and work a little bit too hard on them. They're, they're not willing to give it three or four sessions or anything. And I think that's because they don't have confidence that the person will actually come back to them three or four times. So they feel like they have to, all, they have to get it all done in one session. So they're, they're a little bit impatient that way. And they're a little bit, they, they try to force things. Another way of saying that is they try to force their way into things where they think people should go before they've allowed them to build rapport. And the way you build rapport is you simply give the client what they ask for in that session rather than, oh no, you really need this, okay? So build rapport before you try to move them away from what it was that they asked for on that session. Be, be willing to have confidence that they will like what you did and come back to them. Okay, let's come back to you. Okay, comments on that? Um, be willing, part of, this, part of this is be willing to give a full body massage. I had a fellow call me yesterday from Louisiana, wanted to come to work in San Antonio, and uh, he said, the reason I'm calling you is because I see that you guys do more of a therapeutic level work, and that's really what I'm interested in doing. Is that kind of what you do? And I proceeded to kind of give him about a six or seven minute answer to that question. And what I, what I, what I shared with him was that the people that seem to do the best in our system are the ones that are willing to do full body massage and then find those therapeutic clients within that, within, within that. And, and that they'll do the full body and then they'll say, you know, yeah, you've got a lot of, sh that shoulder's been bothering you some time. Next time we can spend a few minutes just working on that shoulder if you'd like. In fact, if you still like your full body, we can, we can do an hour and a half next time and I can spend a half an hour on this, these two issues that you had. And you just, so many of our therapeutic uh, therapists, they, they, they spend 70% of their time doing full body massage. I, that could surprise a lot of you, okay? Yeah. Um, people love their massage. And when people try to take them just purely into a therapeutic mode and just do the therapeutic stuff with them, they often will resist that, even if it's really, if it's really um, good stuff. Comments, questions on that? So my, 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 my recommendation to you is be willing to do full body. And with that, you'll find a lot of therapeutic stuff to go along with that. Okay. And when somebody comes in, um, another a variation of this recommendation is when someone comes in, you're going to say, oh, my recommendation for you is going to be to say, hi, I'm Stephen, I'll be working on you today. Are there any areas you'd like me to focus on today? 
And when they start going into an area, you have to start asking yourself, okay, you ask yourself and then you ask them, okay, am I going to tackle this as part of a full body massage or do you just want me just to focus just on that and skip the rest of your body? You can say that in a, in a number of different ways, but you've got to clarify it in your mind. Am I dealing with a full body massage with an emphasis or am I dealing with just an emph uh, just this by itself, so to speak? Yeah. Be sure and get clear with people on that as they start to talk about areas of their body that are bothering. But take it to the next step as, as another recommendation I have. And by the next step, I mean actually get clear with them how much time we're going to spend on this versus the rest of the body, okay? And as you go along with it, so another variation of this recommendation, if you guys, if they've, if they've said they wanted full body, my recommendation is to you, I don't care what goes on during that massage in terms of how, it doesn't matter to me how much time you spend on some spot and part and how into it they were. Do not skip the full body as part of that without getting buy-in from them. Um, I've, I've, I'm doing a lot of editing right now of, of, these, of these different talks. And there was a, there was a, a, there was a, a session like this, and Shannon, you made a comment, and, and you said, uh, when I get to that point, and they've really wanted me, they've really egged me onto it, what I'll do is I'll, is I'll, um, you know, I'll say, well, you know, we're, we're running out of time now. Which parts do you want me to skip? And, and then, and then, and do you remember? Yeah, you remember that? I remember that. And I, I said, I, that. and I said, um, Shana, I just want to. I, I, I said back to. Sh I said, Shana, um, if that's indeed what you say, then I would. I have a recommendation for you, and that is, don't say that. Don't assume they want you to skip any parts. Ask them. Okay, we've got just about uh, ten minutes left, and I've only done your shoulder. Do you want me to kind of just kind of get everything in the body and kind of do it a little faster, or are there areas you'd like me to skip as I as I move forward? Give them the choice of skipping, or because some people really they want everything touched as part of their massage. And if you glide over their uh, their legs and just give it a cursory view, they I know I do. I feel like at least it's been it's been touched. You know, I want it all touched. You know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want to leave the session with something not not worked on. I think, and I think there's a fair amount of people like me. I, I want, I like full body stuff. So I don't want, if I have an issue, I don't want skipping stuff. I don't mind if you glide over. So you have, but you have to clarify. Some of your people want you to skip it and stay, stay. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll just do my back, my left glute, and skip the rest. We don't know. It's their massage. Ask them. Questions, comments on that? The next, the next bullet point is how often do you get massage? It's important for you to know on a first-time client how often they get massage. Why is that? How they get massage, okay? You know what I'm saying. If I have a new person come in and I ask them, you know, I know it's your first time with us, if you've had massage before, and they're like, oh yeah, I get massage all the time, then I affirm that and I say, awesome, you know exactly what you want then. Yeah. That way to give them permission to be as picky as they want to yeah. be. Yeah, that's really, yeah, when some, that's, that's all, everything that you mentioned was, was accurate. But this is what I want you to focus on about a new client. Okay, when, when you have a new client that gets a lot of massage, that's really a regular massage receiver, here's what I want you to immediately think. They know what they want. They have a really clear idea about what they want and I want to know what that is, okay? And that's where all your skill set and all the stuff that we're talking about is going to come into play. Because you're going to have to, 
identify what they're looking for and how they want their time allocated, how they want the pressure, how they, you know, all these different things. Be having an antenna go up when someone says, I get massaged all the time. Now that's the, that's the first reason to have your antennas go up. And the reason to do this is because if they're a regular massage receiver and they're coming to you, that means there must be something going on with wherever they're getting their massage, right? And you have a chance to, to bring on a regular client, potentially, there, if you, if you can do this. So take extra careful attention to these things when someone's a regular massage receiver, okay? And the kind of the inverse applies to if somebody never gets massaged. That means if they never get massaged or rarely get massaged, they probably don't have a clear idea about what they're looking for during the session. You kind of know that and you can kind of, you can kind of chill on some of this stuff. Make sure you get the pressure right. Make sure you address any, any areas that they might want. But it's not going to be as critical to really match exactly what their vision is because they don't really have a vision potentially. Okay? They're still developing comments on that. Drop your agenda. Has anybody, I think this is one of the key recommendations that I make to people in these meetings. And I don't hear people talking about it a lot. I don't hear people, every now and then, I'll have in, in a subsequent meeting, two or three, someone's in it for the second or third time, they'll share with me, and I, and I do mean every so often, like once a year, one person will say, you know what, I, I was going along on my massage and this happened, which showed me that I really did have an agenda and I didn't think I did when you talked about it. Has anybody, Played with this or had that experience? Or? Absolutely. For me, I stopped. Like, someone comes in and they're like, Yeah, my upper back is really hurting, so I just want to be face down, work on that upper back, and everything in me wants to get the face <laughs> up. I used to be awesome, okay, great. So, most of the work that I'm going to do is going to face up. So, I just stopped doing that. I'm like, Okay, cool. Let's rub your back. And then along the line, if they come back to me in the second or third session, and it's really becoming an issue, then I start to educate them then. But I've stopped trying to educate them at the beginning. I like education, and I like intelligent people, and I'm finding that clients don't always want that. They just want to just want a massage. See, that <laughs> goes with build report. That goes along with build report first. I, if somebody's going to now, now I will throw this in, Shana. Um, if someone's going to give you a whole hour on their back. First of all, make sure you clarify with them. Okay, now this means you'll be face down the whole time. Are you okay with that? Um, now, what I find is, I'm, I'm, I'm now talking to the client. What I find is that for a lot of back issues, there's a lot of stuff here that involves, would you be okay if I maybe spent five minutes doing a little bit of work here in an effort to help this, this back, and I'll see to what degree. Because the fact of the matter is Or that, would you like me to spend the whole time with you face down? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, not all back problems are pec issues. You, know, you're not, you don't know if you're going to find that or not. You, you can could, you could check and just see. Okay, so that's, that's good. So anybody else have any experience with the drop-in agenda? Well, I, I don't know. I, you're, ask, you're doing what they ask you to do. You're just, you're just giving them dish. You're just trying to expand the horizons towards the end. And next time on this trip, maybe we can try some right. other things. I love, by the way, I love to talk to clients in terms of next time. I'm always talking about next time. I'm, I'm because I want them to get in the head that this is a, this is a relationship we're trying to develop. And I'm always saying things like, if you guys were to hung, hang out with me during my sessions, you'd hear me say this two or three times to them during a session. Now, um, I have. I'm, I'm working on you at a level I work on the average person, but you're not average, but I don't really know how you'll respond to this. You might be really sore with this tomorrow. You might be just fine. If you are sore, then I don't want you to hate me. 
just tell me when you when I see you when you see me again, you let me know, and I will back off and make sure because I because there's a whole host of of ways that I could approach this with people, and there's a whole level of different uh, pressures that I can use. I don't have to use this amount of pressure next time if this made you sore today. See, I want them to know that it's not going to be the same every time if you come back and tell me that was too much for me. I'm always telling them that and giving them. Okay? I always tell them too. I'm going to write this down in your notes what yeah. I'd like to do next time yeah. so I'll remember. Yeah. And then do it. You, yeah. you will really cement in people. When you, they come back next time and you say, we said next time we were going to work on that glute medius as part of this here, and you, boom, 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 you're ready to go. Write down also personal things. Their kid was in a big soccer game. or was go, They were going back next week. They couldn't come in next week because they were going to be in New York at a soccer tournament or something. Write down stuff like that and say, how did the soccer tournament go? You'll blow people away that you remember stuff about them, okay? We have and people blown away that we remember their name. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, that and, gets brought up and, a lot. Um, uh, keep, if, 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 if the notes in the system don't work, keep your own set of notes. File folder, little three by five box, you know, little full cards, the box alphabetized, no big deal. Put it in your bag, I mean, do, do whatever it takes. A lot of people use the, uh, do it by date. Do, you could do it by date and take notes in a, in a folder like this and just keep those books around. That way you can go back because you can always see when she was in, he was in last time, and go to that date and see what you did and review that before then. So you can do it lots of different ways to do it, okay? Uh, you can print it, certainly you can put it on, the, on our system and do it that way as well. Now, um, shifting gears to another topic, another, another bullet point, it kind of goes along with uh, over here with what Kelly said. Don't, my recommendation to you is to don't mix styles. I think this is an extraordinarily powerful recommendation. It needs to be understood though, and I don't know to what degree everybody understands what I'm saying when I, when I say that. Let me explain that. I think, of, I think of us as having, in the bodywork world, I think of us as having three kind of general styles. We have relaxing, we have deep tissue, and we have therapeutic, okay? Three different styles generally, okay? That's, I think that's the best way to kind of see it. When someone asks you for a specific style, my recommendation for you is to, is to do purely that style with them unless you have a reason not to. And I will say to you that you'll have a reason not to about half the time, okay? So that's your default. Your default is to strictly go with the style that they ask for unless you have reason not to. Let me give you a reason, let me give you an example of how, I mean, we're all straight, if you're gonna do straightforward, you know what that, that, I don't need to explain that, right? By the way, what's a therapeutic level of What does that mean when I say therapeutic level, what is that? What is that, how do you define therapeutic? Like fixing, working on specific. They have a problem they want you to fix, that's right, okay. Relaxing, just want to relax. So that's all pretty straightforward, right? We don't need to talk about them individually. You know what that is. But here's an, you'll mix and match them in all kinds of different ways, right? Someone says, yeah, you know, the last time I was in, somebody, what you, you, you say to them, you know, it, this could come out in a variety of ways. It could come out when you said, hey, I'm Steve, I'll be working in the any areas you want me to focus on today. They could say, you know, they could say, um, yeah, my shoulders, my upper back is really tight, but I really just want to relax. Well, okay, then how about, so I, what I think I'm hearing you saying is you want me to, maybe, would you, what kind of pressure, then you could say what kind of pressure, but somehow you want to, 
you may get to the point where this is, yeah, this is really, you're going to probably have to use more pressure on that upper part than, than the rest of the, main, the rest of the body, perhaps. So there may be a, a place that you're going to do deeper work, deep tissue, on an area that's kind of tight, and then the rest of it's relaxed. So that would be mixing it, okay? They may say to you, I really like deep tissue, and what they mean by that, because you know, we're going to get to this in a second, in terms of jargon, but uh, they say, I really like deep tissue, you have to figure out what they mean by that. And, and but, oh my goodness, I really sprained my ankle yesterday, and I need some help on that. It's been a chronic sprain. If you could, okay, and then you got, whenever, whenever there's anything like that, you have to get clear about what the, how their vision is going to be for time allocation. Okay, well, how about if I spend about five or six, seven minutes on the, on the ankle, and then the rest of it will, will do tissue. Does that sound about right? Do you want me to spend more time? However, whatever works for you, you. I don't, I don't, I don't dictate how you, how you do this. I'll just give you examples of how I might do it. But then, you'd, so you'd be five or six minutes on the ankle, we're doing very specific therapeutic type work that we show you to do, and then you'll be a deep tissue on the rest. Or it might be, I just want to relax today, but if you could, my wrist is really killing me. How is your wrist? It's actually pretty good. I was going to have you do another thing. Okay. So, Allie, now, um, most of you on the classes that we do upper extremity, I, I don't even show a muscle that she had off. It's a quadrator pronator quadratus, does anybody remember? I, I don't ever teach that muscle because it's so rare. Let's see, it's, it's actually on my slides, but I don't, I don't show it. Um, but it's under, it's under, it's, it's, it's here. It's, it goes this way, it's right there, but deep to all these tissues here. So Ali said, I have wrist problems, and I, I, in the class two days ago, I said, well, hey, this upper extremity, come in, and we'll do, we'll do this in the class. So. She told us the problem she was having. I said, what do you guys think? What are you guys thinking? And they all had their ideas. And I said, well, I think, Mr. Mr. Smarty Pants, I think it's a ganglion cyst. So I said, OK, let's see. So I bring it up. See, eh, kind of a little bump there. Does that hurt? No. Oh, nothing? Oh. Well, then a ganglion cyst. Okay. Anyway, it ended up being a pronator quadratus. Now, if Allie came in, Allie's going to go to Doug or somebody in a, in a few days and say, I want a kind of a relaxing massage, deep tissue massage, but could you spend five or six minutes on my problem area? Two or three. Two or three. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna do therapeutic stuff here, and believe me, Don't do watch it. your face. Don't do it. <laughs> it is therapeutic, it is therapeutic, okay? She, when I was doing it with her the other day, I was standing there with her, I had my hands on her, of course, she went into a full-blown sweat. I mean, she was like, just, I mean, it was a full-body reaction to that. It was really interesting. <laughs> so that's going to be a, a couple of minutes, two minutes out of the massage. So you're, that's going to be mixing therapeutic with whatever else that she wanted, okay? So here's my, here's my position on this. SCM tweaking Subscap work, psoas work. Is there anything else? Piriformis. <laughs> yeah, come on. I, I don't put piriformis in the same category. But um, it depends on the depth that you're working at. But, but, but see, I say don't touch the psoas. I say don't touch the subscap. And I say you can touch the SCM, but don't go in there and do the regular work that we do on it in a deep tissue or relaxing, se relaxing session. I think, see, I, so that's to your point. I don't think 
that there's any place in a deep tissue session for subscap unless you're super, honestly, I was going to make a little like in the last bit, I won't even say that. I was going to say unless you're just really light, but no, if your light is going to tickle, that's going to be bad. So, I mean, I just, so that's an example, okay? Don't mix styles unless you do it by design, unless you do it on purpose. See, where this came from was me being on ta the table with people, mostly interview sessions. And I, I always say the same thing to the people that do interviews with me. I've said it to every one of you. I've been doing it for 20 years. What I'd like to have today from you is just a, a deep tissue session, kind of a standard deep tissue session, just kind of around the body, no particular emphasis, just kind of like so, okay? And then maybe a word or two of clarification, and we go. And then people were, so that, you know, my experience was that people would start out by kind of rocking me, a little chakra balancing, a little this, a little that. Start out with some real light strokes, maybe five to eight minutes worth. And then eventually, 15, 20 minutes in the session, they're starting to do some deep strokes. I thought, oh, finally, you know, finally getting some deep strokes. Okay, this is what I was looking for. And then at some point in the session, they're in my psoas, they're in my subscap, they're preaking my SCMs, they're doing all this stuff. So I'm thinking, yeah, Yahweh. Yeah, you know? And I'm thinking, that's, I didn't want that. I didn't sign up for that. They were throwing in, they were throwing the kitchen sink at me. So, so, uh, metaphorically speaking, it's like, I just wanted this style, and they were giving me, they were giving me the relaxing stuff at the beginning, and they were throwing in therapeutic strokes in there. I'm just saying, don't, don't do that. And if you're doing it on purpose. 50 minutes isn't long enough anyways, so they'll just wait okay. 10 minutes. Our comments, questions on that? Okay. I have, I've been toying with this a lot because uh, this is a problem of mine. <laughs> you like the therapeutic stuff? Well, the kitchen sink. I could, yeah, I could change like people. Um, and I, I think it boils down to like, with some people it's just better, like keep it simple. Like, mm -hmm. I overthink the session, mm -hmm. you know, it's so and hard. it's gotten a lot easier for me now that I recognize like about 70% of the people I see for the first time I don't need to overthink the session. Yeah. Just keep it simple. And, and do what they ask me to do. Don't try and buy problem areas. If I see something that's yeah. definitely a problem area, I talk to them about it and give them an out. And yeah, think of it as an out, and also think of it as an invitation. I invite them to, to explore this first. Now, here's the thing I want to say about this. I know that she, she's been in class the last uh, this last couple of weeks, so I know that she's interested in therapeutic level work. Now, here's what I want to say to you. Be patient. You will develop a a, an amazing therapeutic level practice. Just don't try to make it happen too fast. People cannot find that work. They will love you, they will refer to you, it'll start happening. It'll start happening, it just takes longer than you think. So don't give up, and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to do therapeutic work. But you remember my point over here, be willing to do full body? Well, and that's why these yeah. are just invaluable, because yeah. yeah. they're helping me yeah. find my way yeah. there. Yeah. You'll get there, you'll get there. You, you, what I, I, didn't, I don't think I told you the upshot of my conversation with this guy from Louisiana. I was saying how we, we, do, our, we do our therapeutic level work, and I said the people that, are, that do really well are the ones that are willing to do the full body. But then I said what I just said to you. I said, but, you will develop, it takes, it takes longer than you think, it'll take a year or so, but you will develop an amazing therapeutic level practice if you just, if you, if you just, if you just keep at it and, and keep looking for those folks and, and just, that's, that's, those are the people that are the busiest in our, in our system, are the folks that do the therapeutic work, because you can't find them, okay? All right, uh, now, 
another bullet point. Be willing to go lighter, okay? This is a form of dropping your agenda, okay? Do you guys need a, a restroom break? Be willing to go lighter, okay? Be okay with, with going lighter. You know, I hire people here for their strength, typically. I, I always say that I can teach technique, I can teach communication stuff, I can't teach strength. If someone comes in for a job here and they just don't have the strength, no matter how nice they are, because there's so many nice people out there, even they're so nice, so sweet, I'd love to hire them, they just don't have the strength. I can't work with that, you know? And so I hire people because of strength. So, you know, but, but be willing to go lighter. Be willing to go lighter. And we touched on this last week, but don't make them feel bad about it. You know, I always when I say stuff like that, I always blame myself. I'll say, you know, don't be afraid to speak up because I, I tend to get heavy-handed sometimes. You know, and let them know that. And so I, I feel like that makes them more comfortable when I admit to it, kind of thing, to be able to speak up and say something. You know, if it if it does. But okay. most people are like, no, I love that. You know, you're willing to go lighter. Okay, we're good on that. Next bullet point is jargon. Okay, this is a huge insight. This. This can change, this can be the one thing that some people need. This can, be, this can be like the thing that just opens up thing for them. If all of a sudden they stopped assuming because somebody said something that they knew what they meant, okay? Uh, Y'all know what I mean by, I've done a good yeah. enough job in teaching you guys about jargon? That was the problem when I came from Therapy Central to here was people would say, I want deep tissue work, and they'd be like, okay, deep tissue, and they start going at it, and they're like, okay, I'm like, okay, so you want a little bit less pressure then, okay. let's go lighter, yeah. and then I'd end up with like a light relaxation massage on them for the whole thing, yeah. and so, you know, they're like, oh, oh, I have deep tissue all the time, but then my deep tissue is way different from a lot of deep tissue that they've had, and so I, I think that's one of the main things that I've learned from taking the classes and five classes and everything has really helped me understand what they need. Now, there's a corollary to that. And the corollary is when someone says, I want deep tissue, and you end up with a light Swedish, please, my recommendation to you is to not ed try to educate the client. Don't, I, I don't recommend that you do that. Now, there's opposing points of view. People will want to argue with me about this. But I just, I just don't recommend it. There's nothing inherently horrible about it. I just think it's futile. I just think it's a waste of time. And so every now and then people are offended by it. Not, not often. It happens a couple times a year where yeah, you know, they'll write into us and say, yeah, this therapist you know, beat me up and then said I was a sissy because I, you know, whatever, you know. It's like, just, just be glad that you're communicating with them. Okay? Comments on, now, let, let's just get clear about, just in case there are people here that aren't really super clear what I mean. Um, these things that we typically use and think that, that we know what they are, like Swedish, deep tissue, myofascial, sports massage, trigger points, are terms of jargon. And what, they, what the ter a term of jargon is a term that's used in a very narrow niche, in a very, very, in a specialty area that is not widely understood by people outside that area. That's the definition of jargon. And I'll take it a step further. And in our case, even people in that narrow niche, like body workers themselves, have no agreement as to what these terms mean. So we have a double jargon kind of thing going on, okay? In some industries, terms of jargon, let's say in surveying, you know, you're surveying things, 
there would be terms in surveying that if they used it, you would not, you and I would not have a clue as to what they mean. But all surveyors would know what they meant by that. Okay, so at least they, they're uniform. It's a term of jargon, but at least they all know what they mean by it. We have terms of jargon that nobody knows, that nobody has any agreement. We have a general idea of what's meant, but only general. Line up 10 myofascial, 100 myofascial therapists and ask them to write an essay or give you a demo. What they uh, Ask them to come and show you what myofascial work is to them. Three quarters of them would not have a clue. The 25 out of the 100 that did have a clue would have some different variation about what constitutes myofascial work, okay? Deep tissue is less so, but it has the same general properties. She just shared that with you. Swedish could be a term of jargon. I'm just saying Swedish is probably the one thing in our in our lexicon that would be fairly agreed upon, but you don't know what your client means by necessarily. Well, and you could take it a step further and say relax, relaxing. You know, what, what's relaxing to one person isn't relaxing to another person. Yeah. And sports massage is probably one It's of the one of the worst. Sports massage is one of the worst in terms of being quite diverse in terms of what people mean by it. So just know, when you hear those words, antenna goes up, say, I really don't know what they mean by that. Just know that. That's all you need to do, clarify it with them. And, and my point, too, that I like to make in this area is that it's not something that we're going to talk about. This isn't a clarification. You can say a few words if you want to, but this is not a, a discussion clarification. It's on-the-table clarification. Okay, it's a it's, You have to demo it and decide. Okay? Don't try to discuss it out. You'll waste a lot of time. And you still won't know anything. You'll still have to make sure that you're on target from a demo point of view. Make sense? Comments? All right. Um, okay. Uh, again, this is a really, really, really a bullet point that's off, uh, not off target, but uh, off the beaten path. But I just want to mention it because I have you here. Um, and, and we've had whole hour-long discussions on this topic. I'm just going to briefly say it. Um, and by the way, we're doing really well with this. Um, but don't short your client's time. Don't short them time. There's ways to handle it. They're watching the clock. It's, a, it's an art form in terms of how to handle that. Keep doing what you're doing. Know that they're watching the clock. Um, the bullet points under that would be if a client is late, Try to give them their full time because the late clients are typically new clients and we want to try not to be too militant with them. If you can't do that, if you have to cut them off, then uh, apologize and let them know up front that you'll, have, that you'll not be able to give them their full time, but you'll give them as much as you can. Let them know the reason is because you have another client come in at the top of the hour. Let them under, start to educate them about how it all works. In their mind, they're thinking about it as a service that they would get at a salon where if I'm going to get a haircut, I'm going to get a nails. They're not going to leave me with half my haircut or half my nails done. This is the same thing. No, it's not the same way. We have it. We kind of we do things a little different in the massage business. You have to educate them about that. Okay, and and eventually they will they will either become good clients or they if they keep coming to you, they will understand that they're not going to get their full time. And, and when I say I, I say to do this with new clients, not with your regulars. With your regulars, they should know how it is, and if they come in late, they only get their the, the time allotted for them, and they'll figure it out eventually. Now, to take a step backwards about pressure, a couple of, couple of things about asking about pressure. First of all, uh, don't ask, don't do two strokes and then ask about pressure. <laughs> You're going to ask, my recommendation to ask about pressure no more than two to three times throughout a session. If anybody is worried about interrupting or, or making somebody upset, 
Um, I won't ask for a show of hands because I don't know that you'd be that you'd, you'd be willing to admit it. So I'll just go ahead and address it. If you if you've had people bark at you before, I don't like to talk to you in a massager. You're worried about interrupting. If you're worried about that, then my recommendation to you on the first time clients is say, okay, I, we we believe here that the most important part of the massage is, is the pressure. I want to make sure I get the pressure right with you. So once or twice during the massage, I'll ask you about pressure. I'll just and, and basically, you can just grunt back a yes or no. I'll apologize in advance for disturbing you, but just once or twice, just to make sure I get the pressure right. Um, so we're not going to ask a bunch of times, no more than two or three. Wait till you're actually at the pressure that you're going to be at before you ask them about it. That's usually about five minutes or so into it. As a side note for deep tissue, my, my best practices recommendation for you is now, actually, you, you can ask people. This would be a stylistic thing, Shana, um, uh, you know, that you potentially could ask about. Um, if somebody says they want deep tissue, if you really want it, I don't, I don't recommend this early on because this is kind of too much, but once you get everything else down and you want to add something, if, if most of you feel like you're doing everything here um, and you want a, a, another thing to work on, then this could be a possibility. Somebody says they want deep tissue, you could ask them, you could say, Okay, um, some people like me to get right into the deep tissue, and some people like me to kind of warm up the tissues. Do you have a preference? This is remember a lot of this stuff could be could be once you actually started the session. People will give you license to say a word, and again, if you're worried about them, they usually won't bark back at you right away. But uh, they usually they usually will never say anything actually during the session. They'll come out and just complain if you talk during the session. So you you have a minute or so in the session to ask questions. So once you're kind of starting, I would say, do you have a preference? Do you like? To, you said you want a deep tissue. Do you have? Do you like typically like a therapist to get right into the deep part, or do you like to kind of warm up slowly? That's a, that's a refinement of this. My recommendation is not to. My experience is that most ther people that like deep tissue like you to get right into it. Okay, some of them will ask you to uh, will, will want you to go slower if you gave them if you gave them the option. I have to confess that my experience is that most people that come in asking for deep tissue aren't really asking for deep tissue, mm -hmm. and because I know that. What I tell them, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, good or bad, or if you have a better suggestion of how I handle it. So when I have a person that says they want deep tissue, and I know they're not Mr. and Mrs. Athlete, my little light goes off in my head and says they're probably not really wanting deep tissue. So what I say is, okay, we tend to be a really deep clinic here. I want to make sure I get the pressure right for you. So I'm going to intentionally start off a little bit lighter, and then I'll check in with you, and we can go as deep as you want. And that's then what I do because usually it ends up that those people were just wanting a little deep here and they were wanting just a firm pressure everywhere else. Um, my recommendation on that mm -hmm. would be to do exactly what you do, but just not say that. Just to say, okay, okay. great. Just not tell them you're going to. Because see, here's what I heard you say. Here's how I'm going to translate this back okay. to you. From yeah. I just told her I wanted deep, and now she's telling me she's going to start a light. It's kind of an eye roll. Okay. So I, I, I would, I, I think you're within reason to start out lighter okay. with your way up. I would just say, um, do that over about a minute or two. Don't make it be a 15-minute gradual okay. ramp, ramp up. But, but I wouldn't. You, you see how that could kind of go again. If you don't say anything, you're good to go, right? They, you know, if you tell them that I'm going to start, you just told me I want to deep. Now I'm telling you I'm going to start off light. See what I'm saying? That could really rub somebody the wrong way. Which I don't start off light. I start off at a medium. Right. And I'm just saying, but you said that you were. Okay. And do you lead in with your? You start. Is that with your elbow? Um, I start with my soft forearm. Okay. Like I rub the lotion on, and then I do a few strokes yeah. with the forearm, and then I ask them, "Would you like me to go deeper?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, no." 
Okay, um, perfect. And then, and then the next question, if they say no, 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 is what? Would you like to like that? Yeah. Right. Okay, good. No, that, that, that's, uh, that's, uh, I think that's okay. good to do that. So just I just, I just wouldn't say that. Okay. It, uh, you know, can say you're going to check in. I want to make sure I get the pressure right for you, so I'm going to check in once or twice about the pressure. Yeah. Well, but then the, what I found is when I omit that whole little disclaimer okay. beforehand, then the people that the few people that really did want deep tissue, I start off with my medium forearm, two strokes in, and then Tiffany's like, I think I'll be better. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to find a way to like help Tiffany at the beginning, but then also protect Monica. Can you, can you, can you address that by asking them if they're regular massage receivers? Then if they say. Yes, I can plug okay. on time. I, I, I want I, tissue. I mean, my preference would be that you do exactly what you're doing and just be willing to tolerate that. You can go deeper. Okay. Just, just be willing to tolerate the tolerate few that, that do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. I have a question. What about these clients who do get deep tissue massage and they're willing to like cry on the table mm -hmm. and stuff? And, and okay. like personally, I've had like guys. Um, say they want deep tissue massage and they want as much as I can do and they don't care if it hurts and I know personally it's too much for them because they're like in the sweating everywhere and you know it's just like I know this probably isn't what you need but this is what they want like right. they say don't lighten up okay. like I'll ask them I love this time. question thank you for asking it it's a really important question and one of the challenges with this question is that it's not just there's not just purely an answer to it it's, it's, it's based in philosophy. It's a philosophical question, really, okay? Um, you have to decide what your position is on these things. There's a, there's a couple practical components to this question, and here I'll address those really quick. It's kind of not what you're asking, but I want to address It's a chance to, to address it. I, I would ask you that no matter what you do, that you take control of your client in the session, meaning please do not allow your client to dis disrupt other people that are on either side of you. Um, I will say things to the client like, I'm happy to really work deep on you. I can't work any deep than your, your mouth and voice will allow me to. So we've got people on both sides. And I'll say stuff like, like I will actually say this to people. I'll say, we've got people on both sides. If we're, if we're too loud, they'll come and they'll be mad at me. You know? And they know that I'm the owner of the clinic, but I still say that. I still say they'll be mad at me. And I'll get in trouble. Be. I'll get in trouble if you, if you make too much noise, okay? And so I, w I will not allow a client to disrupt other people. I'll tell them over and over again if I have to. Don't worry about saying it three or four times. I can't. I can't. We have to. And typically, all I have to do is say, uh, "We have to keep our voices down." In fact, I'm willing. I'm very happy to have a client go away if they're going to disrupt other people. We just cannot have that. Okay. And you, I would ask you to take control of that. I would ask you to think about what it's like to have a client on your table. It's a great client comes in every week for massage, tips you $30, you know, just a great client, and, and you're getting disturbed by the person next door to you, making it a bad experience for your client. Just think about how that feels and how you would want them to shut that client up so that everybody can, can, can coexist in the space, you know. So that's the first thing. Don't let them keep control of it. Don't allow, don't go deeper than their mouth will let you go. I know that probably wasn't what you were asking, but um, the second thing is that I, you, uh, there's an educational component to this. Meaning, you say to the client, I, I believe that I can't go any deep, and this is me, Stephen Shule, when I'm talking to clients, I'll say to them, I, I can't go any deeper with you than what your muscles will allow me to in terms of them contracting. Sometimes you go into a reflex of contraction. I can't try to massage through you contracting your muscles. I will not do that, okay? That's where I draw the line, is that uh, if you're going to contract your muscles, there's no way... 
to me, that's like the height of futility. Just try and massage a muscle that they're contracting. You know, that's, I, I can't do that. I can't recreate a new motor pattern when they're holding their old motor pattern there. It just ain't gonna. That's just ridiculous. So I'll tell. I, I don't get that. I don't get that animated with the client. I'll say, um, you know, you're, you're keeping your muscles tight here. I can't. I can't go any deeper than what you're able to keep relaxed. So go ahead and try to relax it. And I'll just, that, that, that's just that's where I draw the line. I personally don't have any problem with them sweating, dying on the table, because see, here's my model. This is, this is again, philosophical. My model, my philosophy, is that the deeper I go, now there are within reasons. When I start to draw blood, I always back off. <laughs> but no, no, within reason, the deeper I go, the more benefit to the client. I, I've, I've just seen that over the years. Um, and one of the ways I've seen it is, in, is actually in, in my Oakhaven experience because what's happened over the years is that when I was practicing, people would send me people they weren't having success with, and I would work on the exact same structures, do exactly what they were doing, only I was twice the depth, and boom, two sessions they're better, and they weren't better after 10 sessions. With, with. So I, I really have proved to, my, to myself that the deeper I go, the more benefit it is to the client. So. Um, and you don't really find people that work deeper than you typically. I never find I never I never find people that work deeper. I find uh, there's some Arasti guys that go deeper than me, but no none of none of the therapists here. I've never had I've never been working on somebody and I'll say now were they working with you at this depth and they say oh they were even deeper than that. I've never had that happen before. So um, I work deeper than any of the therapists in either of my clinics. Um, just know that. That's your tagline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I'm okay with working as deep on them as they can keep their. I don't have any problem with them, but if they're correcting them, that's where I draw the line. I don't, I don't mind putting them through sweat and tears. But I always say to them, if they're if they're visibly uncomfortable, I will say to them, would you like me to go a little lighter? That's what I say, and I'll keep doing that as long as they. I'll, I'll, I'll go as light as a little five-year-old if they want me to. Okay. When you're asking about pressure, and somebody says, "Yeah, you can go, you can go lighter," here's the, here's a mistake that often is made. They back way off. That's one of the reasons why when you're working on somebody and they're squirming, and you ask them, "How you doing with this?" I see this is sore. Would you like me to lighten up? And they say, "No, I know I need this. Keep going." The reason that happens quite a bit is because the in the in the industry. When someone says, yeah, that's too much, they back way down. And now instead of getting a deep level work, they're clear down into the light, light work. And the client can't hardly, doesn't want to be in a position where, no, 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 back. You know, telling them how to do their massage. So they just lie there and take it. Jeez. So the next time they're on, they have that happen two or three times. And the next time somebody gets in there nice and deep with them, they go, you want me to go to the light? They go, no, 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 keep going. Last, last five times I did that, the guy totally went out of so when they ask you to go lighter, back off incrementally. Yeah, don't, not all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's either on or off. Is that the, my only two choices? Either you're killing me or you're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? It's a mistake that a lot of therapists make, so um, be, be So like come here and then ask, would you, is this good or would you like me to go lighter? Is that so, so you're going along, how are you doing with this pressure? Would you like me to go deeper? Oh no, no, no. Would you like me to go a little lighter? Yeah, I probably should. Okay, back it down a little, back it down incrementally. How's this? You want, me, you want to go a little lighter still? Okay. That's how I'm doing it. Okay, good. Okay. Any questions, comments?
Now, this is, this is kind of out of order. My next thing is kind of out of order on pressure, but that's okay, you guys are used to it now. My recommendation is that when you're asking about pressure, hi, I'm Steve, I'll be working on it today. Um, any areas you'd like me to, this is the sequence that I'm recommending that you, you go. Hi, I'm Steven, I'll be working today. Any areas you'd like me to focus on? We'll, we'll discuss that. And then after we handle that, okay, tell me about pressure. And then give them three choices. See, what you're trying to do is hit a target, okay? If you're trying to hit a target, you're trying to hit the bullseye, okay? If you don't put a target up on the wall, you can't hit the target. What are the chances of me hitting the bullseye if I don't have a bullseye up on the wall? I can't do it. So that's why I'm saying, if you're not doing this, you're not doing anything horrible. You're not, you're not, doing, you're not making grievous errors. You're just not giving yourself the highest probability of hitting the target. So Steve, I'll be working on any areas you want to focus on today? We can handle that. Now, related to pressure, tell me what kind of pressure you're looking for. Are you looking for more relaxing, kind of medium pressure, or deep? I want to know the general target that I'm trying to hit. Give them three choices when you ask them about pressure, okay? Comments, questions? Okay. Just helps you to kind of narrow the playing field, so to speak. I used to say, it, it, I used to, when, I teased, when I teased it before, I used to say, it lets you know what ballpark you're in, okay? Whether you're playing soccer or baseball, you know, at least I now, we have not, see, because what you're trying to do is develop, um, you're trying to develop a common lexicon, a common verbiage that you can communicate with each other. And this forms the beginning point of that. Tell me what kind of pressure you're looking for. Okay. Okay, now, internal intake. This is an, another bullet point, separate. I would ask you not to use the term dress down to your comfort level, okay? Now, it's okay to say it. It's kind of like how's the pressure, would you like me to go deeper, or can I do therapeutic level work, which means this. You can say dress down your comfort level. There's nothing inherently wrong with saying it. Don't, don't just say, go ahead and dress down your comfort level and then move on. Because nobody knows what that means, okay? First, I'm talking first time clients here. So it would go something like this. This is how you should do it. Um, okay, good, and you now know what they want. Okay, so we're gonna get started. Go ahead and dress down to your comfort level, which means you're gonna take off all your clothes. You can leave your under, underpants on if you like, your underwear on if you like. It's probably best if you take the bra off. Um, if you want me to do glutes, sometimes it's good to take the underpants off. You're going to be fully clothed, fully covered at all times, no matter what you decide to do. But uh, go ahead and just dress down to whatever you'd like to. You're going to go face down between the sheets here, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's how you should handle that comfort level. Thing. Anybody want to say anything about that? It's just a little... You'll be fully covered. Just, just just, a, I've always said, it, um, you know, so everything on, you can leave your panties on, it's however you're comfortable, you stay covered up the entire that's time. Perfect. I usually, I would have been saying that, they're dressed out in comfort level, and they go, my underwear too? And I go, oh, dress out to your comfort level. Is that not good? Well, then you might, I'm just, my suggestion is that you handle that up front, that you don't wait for them to come back. Because a lot of people will wonder that, but they won't ask, they won't say anything. I say take off all your clothes, we'll start face down, and I think, I think my recommendation is to address the underwear issue. Tell them that you can, or you, you can take it off or leave it on. If you want glutes, it's better to take it off but you can do whatever you're comfortable with. I would address it, I would address okay. it on new clients, okay? But see, oftentimes that opens up a can of worms, too. I get that, I didn't know I was doing this massage today. I actually, I didn't, I didn't wear underwear. And so, I, you know, I just, I, I, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I find that happens a lot. It, it doesn't, no, 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 I would not, please, I would not, 
I feel pretty strongly about okay. this. Don't worry about it opening up a can of worms. Do it. Okay. <laughs> do it. Okay. Does anybody else? Do you have a recommendation? Please do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not okay. dealing with people crying okay. at the end of the session because okay. they were so mortified they didn't yeah. know what to do. Okay. They don't want to um, see this is, this is like, oh, I just took off, off everything. Is, okay. You're supposed to wear your underwear. What are you doing? This, is a, this, next, this next issue is a minor issue, but you know it's not a big thing at all. It's just a kind of a, hi, I'm Stephen. We work on today. What brings you in today? Okay, um, I'm asking you not to do that. Okay? <laughs> I'm asking you not to do that. Um, I, I think that eventually what you want to know is, are there any areas you want me to focus on? What kind of pressure you're looking for? Are there any things I should know about? You know, you'll notice in, in these classes that I don't talk about, do you have any hardware, any, any, any surgeries that I should know about? Is there any prosthetics that I should know? I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I mean, those are legitimate questions. I don't get into that in this class because I just assume that you're going to ask those questions that you need to ask as part of the intake. I'll always, I'm, I, because, just because I don't mention those things doesn't mean that you should not be asking. Those are legitimate initial questions to ask about, okay? I, I just assume that you're going to do that. I'm talking about stuff and things that you typically, I don't see being done, okay? So I don't recommend that you say things like, what brings you in today? It's just, it's an open-ended question that could take you, you know, I don't think you really want to know what brought them in today, you know? Don't you want to know some of the things that we talked about, okay? So that's my recommendation. Comments, questions, on that? Uh, really quickly, I want to address the initial introduction. I cannot tell you how many therapists walk out into the writing room and say, Leia, Leia, okay, great. Hi, we're going to be down here. And then they're following a stranger into a dark room. Take two seconds, give them a firm handshake, look them in the eye, say, hi, I'm Leia, I'm going to be your therapist, we're going to be down the hall here. Introduce yourself. I get times where I'm like, I don't even know the therapist's name because they didn't even introduce themselves. So please. You know, it's, best, that it's, initial, yeah, it's that initial yeah. Um, impression. That